umgoblue.com by fans for fans since 1999. Yep, coach, why don't you talk about how good it is to be back on the practice field? Well, we've been going at it for a while now. Uh, middle of June. Uh, so obviously there's a couple weeks there, the month, four weeks in July and August and uh, September. So um, we've really been at it. Uh, Coach has done a great job of, uh, you know, uh, maximizing our practice ability based on the, the, the rules that are in place for us to practice. And uh, I really feel based on our limitations of no shoulder pads and those kinds of things, that uh, we're in uh, very good shape schematically, conditioning-wise. Uh, need to get the shoulder pads on to bump it around a little bit, but um, feel like we're we're definitely on track uh, in terms of uh, preparation of October 24th. Our um, first question is from Aaron McMahon. Don, good to see you. Thanks for doing this. Um, wanted to ask about the open uh, cornerback position you got with Ambry leaving and, and how you plan to fill that. Well, we got a, we got a number of guys that we're, that we're looking at there. Uh, uh, DJ Turner, Jalen Perry, uh, you know, probably are the two, I would say, you know, guys that are the closest. But again, uh, we really don't want to shut anybody out because we still have, you know, three solid weeks of work prior to the uh, game week. So in essence, it's almost like, you know, you're beginning preseason camp. So, you know, crazy things happen in, uh, you know, in, th in that period of time. Um, we've also been happy with, uh, uh, Keyshawn and uh, Iman Dennis uh, can really fly and run raw at the position, but uh, you know we we expect big things out of out of this group for sure. Um, you know we utilize uh, Dax as the nickel as well, so you know we're trying to take advantage of uh, of uh, multiple guys' abilities for sure. Our next question is from Orion. Hey, Don. Thanks for doing this. Um, obviously, you guys haven't put on full pads yet, but um, I wanted to get a sense of who the best 11 have been in your eyes so far. Um, I mean, at, the, uh, at my linebacker position, I would say there's a pretty good battle going on at, at the Viper position um, between uh, Michael Barrett and Anthony Solomon. Um, and so we feel good about both of those guys' ability, uh, their ability to run, cover, uh, straight line, uh, you know, blitz. Um, but we also have uh, Mohan, who we, we nicknames as his nickname Apache, and uh, he's he's really got uh, great straight line pressure ability, um, and has a knack for it as well. So, you know, those three guys for sure. And then at the Sam position, the guy that's probably been one of the 
the biggest surprises for us in camp has been Ben Van Summering. Uh, he's 250 plus pounds. He runs four six, and uh, he doesn't just do that on the clock. You know, some guys run fast on the clock, and that's great. But it really doesn't. You really don't care in a football game if a guy what his clock time is, unless it translates to the field, and he will run and hit you. So that we already know. Uh, we don't have to put shoulder pads on. Uh, we don't have to hit anybody in terms of tackling. Uh, he runs and hits all over the field. So we're happy with his progress. I mean, he's, he's still got a ways to go and needs every bit of this preparation time to maximize his ability. But we're happy with him. David Ojibo is getting some, some really uh, good work there. And freshman Jalen Harrell as well. So, you know, we've got a number of guys working at that position. But I would say Ben's probably uh, slightly ahead of the leader in the clubhouse. The Mike Backer position uh, is Cam McGrone. And uh, he's kind of picked up where he left off. We're very happy with his, his play, his performance, and his uh, – He's really learned the defense. I mean, you know, he really knows what we're doing and knows what everybody else is doing as well. Josh Ross, unquestionable leader and playing at a very, very high level. And, uh, you know, we've got some young guys behind him uh, with uh, Adam Shibley and Focky, but uh, we also feel good about Nakai Hill Green at Will and Kalel Mullings at Mike. Uh, so, you know, we, we feel like we're, we're going to be in good shape there. Um, so uh, pretty excited about that group. Uh, up front, you know, it's uh, Aiden Hutchinson. It's Quiddy Pay. I would uh, pick out two guys that I think have made the biggest um, improvement as football players on our defensive line is uh, Julian Weisskopf and uh, uh, Taylor Upshaw. Uh, those two guys are playing. Now, Taylor's much bigger. Like, he didn't even have a butt a year ago. Now he's got a butt. He's big, but he's still fast and strong, powerful. So uh, really happy with the way he's playing. Um, Donovan Jeter is playing better than I ever anticipated he played, he could play. He has exceeded all expectations, and he and Carlo Kemp have given us, you know, solid play inside. Jesse Spate, you know, uh, uh, doing a really good job. But those, those guys in that grouping have made significant improvements. You know, we're probably eight to nine deep there. And last year, where we counted on playing, you know, a lot more of our three-down package stuff, which we desperately needed to, um, due to the abilities of uh, Uche and, uh, you know, our lack of, of uh, you know, total depth numbers at the defensive line. But uh, we're, we're, we're excited um, about how those guys are coming, um, for sure. 
But, you know, when you can say Aiden Hutchinson on one side, Quiddy Pay on the other, uh, Donovan Jeter, oh, and Christopher Hinton's playing great. So uh, that's the guy I got left out. I sometimes just, I hate doing this because you, you know, you just don't want to leave a guy out. But Christopher Hinton's doing a really good job as well. And, uh, you know, we're really happy up front. Uh, on the back end, um, Brad Hawkins is Brad Hawkins and plays really well. Daxton Hills, Daxton Hill. Uh, we think he has, you know, uh, high, high ceiling. Uh, has not uh, reached that ceiling in terms of potential turned into every down performance, but he is certainly going in the right direction. Uh, Sammy Faustin has improved dramatically. Uh, at the corner position, Jamon Green also joins DJ Turner and Jalen Perry there as, uh, you know, high-level players. So, uh, you know, we, we've got some – we still have got some uh, questions to answer. And to be quite honest with you, uh, competition, as you know, breeds success, keeps everybody practicing the right way. And, um, you know, we still have, you know, some significant practice time in front of us before we make any decisions. I hope that was – it kind of was all over the place, but I think I answered the question. Yeah, our thanks. Next, our next question is from uh, Rainer. Yeah, uh, Coach, you played uh, a lot more zone last year uh, than in years past. Uh, do you think you'll be able to have that schematic flexibility considering um, some of the turnover that you've had and maybe a little bit of the lack of experience uh, uh, amongst the players as a whole? Well, uh, that's a great question. Um, obviously, uh, you know, uh, very true. Uh, but there's also some commonalities that, that you need to kind of know is – Everybody thinks we're a man-free team uh, uh, dominantly. And uh, with that being said, we were 62nd out of 65 Power 5 teams in the numbers of RPOs that we saw. And the reason for that is because of our man-free ability. Now, we can also show you man-free and play other things. Um, to say that we uh, haven't expanded that would be a lie because um, we've, we've definitely expanded our, our package, which we do every year, and trying to play to our players' strengths. And, but at the same time, you know, they got to be able to handle it, and that's obviously what you were alluding to. And, uh, you know, we feel like we're in a good place right now. Um, uh, coverage, disguise, and flexibility in the number of concepts we played. And by the way, I think we were 51% uh, zone last year, 49% man. So that's one of every two. That's still a high number. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, we, we feel strongly about our abilities there. But at the same time, you know, coverage flexibility is a big deal. And, and we've continued to work to disguise and, and make it more difficult as we move forward on, on, on every year basis. Along those lines, 
um, you, the, with the 2017 recruiting class, I mean, a, a lot of those players have left. I mean, how much does that kind of create challenges from a personnel standpoint, not having maybe, you know, some of the players that you would have expected in that group to? Uh, yeah, you know, I, 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 you know, but that, that, that's in, in this day and age, I mean, I think mm-hmm. Coach Harbaugh, you know, has done a good job of making sure that we're preparing for departures. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to, I'll give you a name that I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. Makari Page is playing at a high level. Uh, and he's a young man that, you know, we feel, you know, he can jump in there and help us in early stages for sure. So that was, uh, you know, and that's, you can never predict that until you're out there on the practice field and uh, guys are kind of going through the paces. But this guy has, you know, he's a safety all the way, tremendous length. I'm going to be uh, be uh, conservative and say he's six foot two. But I think he's taller than that. Um, he really... He really plays well over the slot, um, but we have a number of guys playing pretty, pretty well over the slots. And uh, and the good thing, you know, we, we we have good young receivers, so I'm we're getting challenged every day. So uh, you know, it's nice to um, to be able to get you know a good look at our guys in in terms of competitive situations. So uh, we really feel good about where we're at there and uh, you know we have a number of quality number of uh, defensive backs uh, that are getting better on a day-to-day basis Uh, George Johnson is another one I mean I can go on and on and on but we really feel like um, our talent level is uh, just those guys just need to play you know they, they need to get out there and play and and let's and let's see how that goes. And and obviously, you hate to draw too many conclusions, but we'll put the pads on for the next few weeks and and get ready to play in a game. And I, I think that'll that'll be a big defining line for us. Our next question is from Bob Bonowski. Hey, uh, Don, I don't know how much you watched the first uh, couple of weeks of the college football season, especially the SEC this past weekend, but points galore – Offenses wide Don't open. Don't be telling me that. I well, I don't, don't be telling me that. Well, it seems even more so. It's the highest scoring first couple of weeks ever. I think in college football. Do Do you feel with your scheme? Do you have the athletes, the experience, and the depth? Do you think uh, to keep up with those type of offenses, which which has been a hiccup at times over the past couple of years? Well, we're working at it. I can tell you that uh, we've. Um, We've done a good job, I think, of evaluating our strengths and, uh, you know, implementing them, but also, you know, tweaking our coverage base, what we're doing there, uh, but really tweaking our um, our pressures, our non-pressures, where people are coming from. Um, And, uh, you know, obviously that's, that's a big deal. You know, uh, and that's what you got to do on a year-to-year basis. It's not like, you know, two, for example, 2016, we're number one in the country in defense. 
It's not like in 17, we didn't make changes. But obviously, going from 19 to 20, um, you know, our strengths on our defense are in a little bit of different places. So we've got to play to your strengths. And I think we're doing that, and I think that's what's most important, is play to your own players' strengths. And uh, the guys that, you know, that you think um, can make plays for you. And, uh, you know, obviously, don't be afraid to compete against anybody in the country. And if I could ask a quick follow-up, um, obviously you draw inspiration from all sorts of things, and certainly you've talked about the Ohio State games. Um, I don't know if you saw the report that uh, Ryan Day said he wanted to play this year so he could hang 100 on Michigan. And um, if stuff like that resonates with you, what's your thoughts on that? Well, we got get, to get ready to play against them uh, every day. We're running plays. We're seeing uh, concepts. And uh, we got a lot of work to do. So I'm just uh, keep my mouth shut and go to work every day. That's what I do. And uh, that's what I'm going to do. Thank you. Our next question is from John Borton. Hey, Don. Um, guys are younger and get a taste of uh, the action like Taylor Upshaw and Chris Hinton a year ago. In your mind, what is the biggest jump that they guys like that should take uh, going into – their next year after they've after they've seen the field a little bit well for example let, you mentioned christopher hinton which is a great place to start because he's a tremendous young man uh this guy i used to joke with him last year i'd say hey what would you rather be a slug or a bullet and uh you know obviously you know i want him to be a bullet and uh He's improved his uh, his uh, short area quickness. Uh, his COD has changed the direction tremendously. And, uh, you know, we're starting to see those benefits. Taylor Upshaw was just a skinny guy, uh, got banged around but could run. Now, you know, he's much bigger. He's much more equipped to play that open side defensive end position but he can still flat out run. So, um, you know, those are the, those things plus being in the, in the system a year and uh, being around Aiden Hutchinson and Quiddy pay and Carlo Kemp, uh, those guys get real leadership every day. So, uh, you know, I think those are the things that are most important. And um, I'm, I'm really happy with where, where we are defensive line-wise. Um, you know, so feel good about it. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned anybody else. That I think I hit the two guys. Yep, thank you. Next question is from Isaiah. Hey, Don, you've already mentioned a couple of them, but what's your assessment so far of uh, the true freshmen and who's really stood out in your mind? Uh you know, it's so hard when you start, you know, saying, you know, this freshman and that freshman, and then you forget a guy. But, um, you know, I, I think the guys, you know, that, uh, that have really stood out, you know, starting at the linebacker position, 
uh, Kalel Mullings. Um, he's six foot two and a half. He's 241 pounds, and he's 17 years old playing the Michael Linebacker position. He can run now. Uh, Nakai Hill Green uh, plays the Will next door to him. I, I just, they both get, just were in my office. Just They love football. They love being around it. Um, you know, I just see sky's the limit for those guys. Cornell Wheeler from uh, West Bloom is another young guy. Um, has lost some time, but, you know, is back now. So, uh, you know, and, we, and obviously I, you know, we need to see more out of, out of Cornell, but uh, I, I think he's got real ability as well. Um, RJ Moten at safety, I think he'll be a very good player. I'm not sure he's in the right position exactly yet. We're trying to figure, figure that out. And there's really a lot of, a lot of good players. Selden is a good player. Um, we're playing him at nickel but he, he missed a little bit of time as well. So, you know, uh, those guys are good players now. Uh, Chris Jenkins is a defensive lineman from good counsel. Uh, his dad uh, played in the NFL for a very long time. He's got tremendous upside as well. Um, you know, we're, we're happy with him. And I'm just kind of whipping around in my head here. And I know I'm going to miss some uh, significant guys on you, but we we we're very happy with that freshman class overall. Um, high character, uh, really good football players, and uh, you know guys that can you know that can really help us. Our next question is from uh, Tom Crawford. Yeah, Don. Thanks for taking my question. You know, I want to talk specifically about uh, Carlo Kemp. I know he's gotten a lot stronger, and obviously the leadership is there. But what would you like to see out of him, Don, this coming year that uh, has been missing from Carlo? You know, you know that little joke I made about the slug and the bullet? Okay. Uh, he's more of a bullet. You know, he really knows his craft. Um, I think he's at a perfect weight. He's probably – you know, some people would say a little bit light. He's like 282-ish, 283-ish, but um, really understands blocks. Un has, you know, we all tease him. He's got short arms, but he's got quick hands and uh, uses them to his advantage. He's no, He knows uh, how to penetrate an offensive line. Uh, he understands puncture principles. And, uh, you know, uh, the bottom line is that guy has made himself a better football player every year. And, um, you know, to the point now where we're just excited to let him go out and, and do his deal. Uh, I think he's much more disruptive than he's been in the past in terms of the puncture piece. Uh, and uh, really, you know, guys played every position on our defense, started at linebacker, you know, went to defensive end, then he went to the defensive end over the tight end, then he went to the three technique, nose, and, that, and now we, we got him settled in at the three and uh, really playing well. You know, uh, 
between him, Christopher Hinton, and this cheater, we feel uh, really good about our inside three. Thanks, Dan. That's Bates the fourth, but you know we really feel good about our inside of our defense. Thanks. Our next question is from uh, Shane Warner. Yeah, Coach, the lack of a non-conference schedule means there's a lack of film on opponents, and that's definitely true with Minnesota, who has a new offensive coordinator. How does that change the way you prepare for them, and does it worry you a bit with conference games being super important, only being eight of them? Yeah, I mean, I don't control all that. that that's Coach Harbaugh's area, so I just coach defense. Um, you know, they have a new OCs, you know, is at Utah State. Um, you know, and, and kind of looking at them, I, I don't think, you know, and obviously that's, that's why uh, Coach Fleck probably hired him is I don't think there's much of a difference philosophically. You know, it's the spread offense, run principles, spread offense, uh, RPOs, and, uh, you know, that's what we anticipate getting. Um, haven't played them for a while now. So uh, playing them at home, 17? Yes. Was it 17? So, uh, you know, uh, we, haven't, we haven't seen these guys, but in watching them on tape, uh, you know, they've got playmakers in, at the wide receiver position. Uh, they lost their number one tailback to the draft. Uh, quarterback's back, your offensive line, there's some question about two of the guys, but, you know, we're anticipating they'll be ready. Uh, but uh, really, really, you know, to be honest, just looking to get back and coach football, just looking to get our guys back to, to play football. This has been a uh, difficult process, and I'm really proud of the way uh, our guys have handled this process on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, there's been times I, I could see them being extremely frustrated and that pouring over, but it hasn't. So uh, just proud of our guys. Can't wait to get out in the practice field with our pads on today and uh, anxious to uh, get this thing underway and play them one at a time and uh, really like our football team. That's all I can tell you. Our next question is from Jason Lewis. Hey, Don. Uh, we talked to Josh and Cam, and both of them had said that they feel that this linebacking core this year could and is the best in the nation. Would you agree? And what do you think makes them feel that way? Well, they're confident guys that know their stuff. Uh, that's, the, that's the biggest piece is uh, you, can be a, you can be a great athlete. But if you don't know your stuff and how you fit in and all the defenses and in terms of your run fits and their pass fits uh, and uh, exactly what they're doing on each position, you know, uh, and exactly what they're doing based on formations. But these two guys are bright, articulate, know the game of football, know our system. And I think that confidence you know that's 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 what's uh, that's what's coming out is they're very confident about what they do on the field, and uh, you know confidence breeds success, and let's hope that's what it does. But uh, they're a fun uh, twosome to coach for sure, and uh, 
you know, I'm just fortunate I get to coach him every day. One quick follow-up to you. I know you, you spoke a little bit about Ben Van Sumeren before. Um, yes, with, sir. With his speed and whatnot. But what are you most excited about from him, obviously making the transition this year? I know he was originally committed to Iowa as a linebacker, so he's shown that he could play that on this level. But what have you been most impressed with him, and what kind of impact do you feel like he could have for the defense this year? You know, he, he's certainly going to have an impact. He's going to have an opportunity. And, you know, we're trying to carve him out a role, and we are. Uh, he's a puncture guy. I think he's a very solid uh, blitzer. Uh, he also is a smart guy. I mean, you know, he's been he's been learning after you know a period of time at running back. So uh, you know, he's had to put the time in the playbook. Uh, and the other thing that I probably like the most about this guy is if I correct him on something, it's like the world came to an end. Now, you may say, well, that, that's not a good thing. He cares so deeply about being right that, uh, you know, uh, I think those guys end up being successful because it's so important to them. Now, you got to teach them to just wipe that stuff off and move on to the next play of which he is doing. Um, but I, I, I just like coaching this guy. I get a I know I'm getting a great effort every day. And if I brought you up to the office, I, I could just put the tape on. And in the first five plays, you'd say, holy heck, who's that running across the field? And, uh, you know, you tell the guy to run to the football, you know, and at our place, if you don't run, you don't get on the field. That's just the way it is. And uh, that guy runs. And he runs every play. So uh, we're really excited about uh, – him making the transition, and uh, to be honest, he's uh, he's really uh, exceeded expectations of myself and, uh, you know, BJ as well. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Our next question is from Ryan Zook. Hey, Dan, you've mentioned a lot of, a lot of young, young freshmen, young, young, young players uh, today with with the no redshirt rules or limitations this year and with how much you lost from last season, do you anticipate playing more uh, young players than, than in years past this season? You know, uh, yes, uh, I think we will. And, uh, you know, obviously keeping your fingers crossed that, you know, uh, you know, with this uh, COVID issue as well, you just don't know, you know, what's going to happen on a week-to-week -week basis in terms of your roster. So uh, you've got to be prepared. And uh, the one thing that Coach Harbaugh stressed to all of us coaches is coach everybody. Make sure everybody gets coached. And that um, we have all taken to heart. And we are coaching the first-day freshman and the senior that's never got on the field because you just don't know who's going to end up playing for you on Saturday afternoon. So that's been an important battle cry. And uh, if you ask me what's been the biggest difference having this extended period, we've been able to teach the defense to every human being that's in the unit. If you don't know the defense, 
it's your fault because they've all had opportunity to practice. They've all had opportunity to run uh, with, with, with uh, upper level units and we're making sure everybody gets coached. Before we get to the next question, I just wanted to let the media know we're gonna cut the questions off because uh, we got about four or five left in the queue. Um, but the next question is from Austin. Hey Don, thanks for doing this. Uh, I wanted to follow up with you about Dax. You mentioned that he's still kind of in that process of translating his potential into production. What's the next step for him there? And where do you see him fitting in in terms of his ability to play safety, nickel, corner, all that stuff? Uh, he can fit in anywhere he wants to fit in. That's how talented this guy is. Um, obviously, we're doing, you know, he's a safety by trade, but he's a nickel by trade as well. And really, that was his get on the field role last year was, you know, through the uh, the ability to to get into the uh, extra uh, DB packages, which we, you know, we do quite a bit. So, um, you know, and then at the end of the year, obviously had to shift gears and, you know, make the transition to being one of the full-time safeties. I mean, he's way more accomplished in terms of uh, um, understanding concept and knowing what to do as an every down safety. Um, but, uh, you know, this guy can play anywhere. I mean, if we ha had any problems at all, you know, he could bump outside, um, you know, due to injury or, you know, he can play anywhere in the back end um, and uh, is much more comfortable schematically. And how do you tell if a guy is more comfortable schematically? He plays faster on his feet, primarily pre-snap. In other words, there's not a lot of indecision about what's my alignment, uh, where to, who do I align on, uh, what is my responsibility. I mean, he's just lining up, playing football. And, uh, you know, usually all those things, six, like I always tell the guys, 66% of football occurs pre-snap. And, uh, you know, obviously that's an area that he – you know, we put him in there as, as a true freshman and uh, we were going to live and die with him and he had veterans around him. Now he's got to take some of that leadership role along with Brad Hawkins and, uh, you know, who's done a really good job. Sammy Faustin's done a good job. So, you know, we feel, we feel like we're uh, much more accomplished uh, on the back end for sure. But, you know, he's a talented guy. Um, I'm not sure he isn't the best cover guy in the Big Ten, to be honest with you. Our next question is from Angelique. Don, you've uh, you've mentioned a few times playing to the strength of how your. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Um, but you you've mentioned playing to the strength of your defense a few times. What what is the strength of your defense right now? I tell you, I got to take you out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, we're much, we're so much better up front in the front seven, uh, especially uh, on. Uh, I think Coach New has done a very good job of of bringing the guys along. But we feel really, you know, I don't know if we're better, just deeper. We got more guys to choose from, and uh, you know, I think that's uh, 
you know, you'll see, you'll, you'll kind of see that uh, depth is good. Uh, our knowledge is good. You know, we have some young guys. Like we've talked about Chris Hinton. We've talked about Taylor Upshaw. We've talked about Spate, who's a reliable, you know, he's just a reliable guy. The guy, and I, I'm telling you, Jeter is a different dude. Flat out different dude. So, you know, and you know the, the, re, the real respected names, Aiden, Quiddy, Carlo Kemp, you know, those guys are there. But we feel like that group, you know, has done well. You know, the other guy that quietly, I don't know, I was asked, uh, what, what are you going to do? You lost both corners. I'm like, well, we did with Levert um, going in the NFL draft, obviously, but he was, you know, I mean, obviously it was his time. But Vince Gray rotated and played all year and is playing at a very, very, very high level. So we really feel um, feel good about him. And I don't think I mentioned him earlier. And that's, uh, you know, that's unfair because uh, he's playing uh, playing really, really well. I'm happy, really happy with the way he's playing. You have mentioned a few times, but um, Josh Ross, the other day I asked him about defensive line and, and right away he said Aiden stood out, called him an animal. How is he? Is that how you would describe him? How has he? How has he evolved his game? Thanks. Uh, he's, he's, one, he's one of you know his arms are so long, and he runs so well. You know, he's one of I don't know. If, remember the Adams family, and they had uh, the, the 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 guy that was the butler. You know, he was so tall and everything. You thought maybe he might have a little of that stiffness. I cannot believe how athletic this guy is. I mean, he's six foot seven and he runs like a deer. And, uh, you know, sky's the limit for this guy. So, um, and we know what we got. Uh, he's bright, he's articulate, he's in a great mood every day. So it's, it's a beautiful thing when, when the, when, defensive players can look at one of the leaders and the guy's got a smile and just excited to be on the practice field every day. Cause you know something, when it's the alternative, it's not a good thing, but our leadership comes from the players. And that's a nice thing when you have that happening. He's definitely one of those guys for sure. Our next question is from Sam Webb. Hey, Don, how you doing, man? I, I remember it's a, a kind of a thought process question. I remember asking you a little while ago about a dude you, you discovered back at UConn named Obi Mellon Fonwu, who was a, who was <laughs> a super, yeah, super explosive, versatile guy, safety linebacker. You could bring him off the edge. You had Jabril here. Uh, you know, you look at a guy like Dax now to get back to him. Talk to Jim, and he, he mentioned what you did, the great expectations, safety, nickel, corner. He said he, he expects him to be a great player at, at any and all of those spots. So when you have a guy like that, how do you – what goes into deciding where he, where he plays? Is it a best 11 proposition and your strengths and weaknesses elsewhere? Is it opponent-specific? What goes into where you play a guy like that who could excel at multiple positions? 
Well, it, Sam, that's a great question. Um, I'll tell you, Obi Melifama, one little quick, you know how, we recruit, how I recruited him? He walked into the gym. I was standing there with the high school football coach. He picked the ball up and from two feet standing on the ground did a 360 dunk, and I told him, we're good. So uh, that, that's a quick story there. But uh, no, no it, it's, a, it's all of those things. Um, but it's funny, you know, the thing that we've been able to do with uh, three down, two down, all that, is be able to find guys with, you know, unique traits uh, and, uh, and, and then let them do it. You know, uh, like Josh Uche, for example, is a very, very good pass rusher. He can blitz internally. He could rush the edge. Uh, but you also had to be very specific as to where he could play. And then we gave him about 20 jobs a game that he had to do differently. So you, you got to try to take what the man is a lead at, for example, rushing the passer and let him do that. Uh, thing uh, like, for example, with uh, Dax, he can cover the slots, let him do it. Uh, he can rush the edge, let him do it. Is he a good internal blitzer? Eh, you know, he can, but... Uh, you know, the, the, guy, the guy can cover, and it's funny, some guys are just always around the ball, no matter if they know what they're doing or not. He was one of those guys. Like, oh, the ball's over there, and there's Daxton. So, you know, even when he was going through the learning curve and, and we were kind of, you know, taking him through that, he was always around the ball. And if you ask me what he was a lead at, he was always around the ball. So, uh, and boy, he can run. He's, you know, he, some guys, they run hard and fast and all that. And you go, boy, is he working hard? Sometimes you wonder if he's working hard. Now, of course, he's working hard, but he makes everything look easy. So, like, you know, you, we all wish we had those traits, right? Our last question here today is from John Borton. Don, you obviously know the traits in quarterbacks that uh, can give defenses trouble. I'm wondering uh, if you've observed a, a trait or two in, uh, in Joe Milton that uh, can give defenses problems in the future. Great leader. You know, uh, here's what I'll tell you about Joe Milton. Joe and I have a great relationship. He'll come in my office and ask me about coverage. I don't coach him. I don't have anything to do with him. Ben McDaniels does a tremendous job, but that's the kind of guy he is. He's reaching out. He's trying to get, you know, get better every day. He's trying to be smarter with concept. And uh, he's also got a, you know, he's another one of those infectious guys. Got a smile on his face all the time, ready to go to work. And I've never seen a man, a young man with a stronger arm than this guy. He can let it rip. Thanks, Coach Brown. Thanks, media, for participating today. I hope everyone has a good afternoon, and uh, we'll be talking to you later on. Thank you. Have a great day.
Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.